0: Church, I want to welcome you to today's message. Come on, let's put our hands together. I want to welcome Welcome all of you at the arena and also our Orange Park and St. John's locations, as well as everyone watching online today. We're really excited about today because we are launching a brand new series that I truly believe is going to change your life. It's going to be so, so powerful. And that is called Good Families. The series is Good Families Are No Accident. Good families... Or no accident. You know, a lot of times we think about, you know, having a great family, but come on, how many of you would just settle for good? You know what I'm saying? I mean, just above average, I'll, I'll, I'll take that good. I'll take a good family, but really, God has so much more for us, and we're gonna really dig in God's word and give you a lot of tools over these next five weeks. Don't forget about Jimmy Evans' marriage seminar right here at Celebration in the second weekend in August. It's gonna be so, so powerful. Make sure you sign up for that and, uh, and, and sign up for a marriage group this fall as well. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the Gospel of Luke chapter six. The Gospel of Luke chapter six. And I'm going to read verses 46 through 49. Jesus says, So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep. Everybody say, digs deep. See, our families, our our marriages, our our homes, we're we're building a house. And what Jesus is saying here is, look, if you want a, a, a great family and a strong house, you have to learn how to dig deep. It says, who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. And that's where so much of our society and culture are today. They're trying to build a family on the wrong foundation. And Jesus says, when the floods, notice he doesn't say if the floods come, he says what? When the floods, when they come, because they will. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse in a heap of ruins. I want to kick off. Today's first message in our good families are no accident series. And I want to talk to you about how important, how important intentionality is in your marriage and in your family. And I've entitled this message, dig deep, dig deep. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you not only for today, but for these next five weeks as we are going to dig deep in the relationships that mean the most to us. And God, we are gonna see miracles, restoration. Lord, we're gonna have hope, we're gonna have purpose, and we just thank you for what you're gonna do in all of our lives, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen Amen. and amen. You know, when it comes to families, I mean, all of us are in a different place. You know, some of us are married with no kids. You know, enjoy that freedom while it lasts. Some of us are, are are single, we we haven't been married, or maybe some of us are single again. We've been married and we've been through maybe a painful divorce. Maybe some of us are on our, our, our second marriage or our third marriage. Some of us have blended families. There's all different types of people in all different types of family situations here today. But I think we all can agree that no matter what our family situation is, the things that bring us the most pain the most heartache, the most sorrow, and the most tension in our lives are those family relationships. However, the things that can bring us the most joy, the most fulfillment, and the most happiness are also those family relationships. When family works well, it is the greatest blessing this side of heaven that God has given us. However, when family's not working well, it can be the most painful thing this side of heaven that we're dealing with. So we understand what's at stake. What's at stake is huge here. And you know, if you're new, if you're new to church, you might be thinking this. Okay, so here's what Stovall's about to do. He's about to open up the Bible and he's about to show me all these examples of all these great, healthy, happy families. And, and we're gonna like learn from these biblical families. Well, well, actually, and of course, if you've been coming to, a, a, coming to church for a while and have been reading the Bible, you know, really the Bible, in the Bible, it's just the opposite. There, the Bible is full of so much pain and drama and dysfunction in families. And here's the thing, it starts right off the bat. Adam and Eve, they're children. We have, we have Cain and we have Abel. We have this, that's how fast humanity degenerates. We have murder in the very first generation with Cain killing his brother Abel. Then we fast forward, we go to Abraham. And here you know we know the story of Abraham and his nephew Lot, and Lot goes down the it of all places, Sodom. Listen, if you have a family member who's thinking about living in Sodom, try to stop him. And all of the drama and the pain and Lot losing his wife and all of the things that go with that. And then of course we, we get into... Abraham, uh, Abraham and Isaac and, and Jacob. And of course the drama with, with Isaac and Ishmael and then Jacob and Esau and brothers wanting to kill brothers. And then we get down to, to Joseph, you know, and Joseph's brothers selling him into slavery and wanting to kill him and all kind of drama and sisters getting raped. And it, it's just like you, the Bible starts out with the craziest thing happening in the family. And we could, we could keep going. I mean, here's, here's David. David, one of David's sons rebels against him, wants to overthrow him, wants to kill his own father. We can go in the New Testament and we see almost all the people that are coming to Jesus, the pain that they're having in their life is a family issue. It's a dad whose son is severely oppressed and, and needs healing. It's a daughter in a family who's sick and they think she's dead and they want Jesus to revive her. It's Lazarus, the brother of Mary, and he's died and there's, there's all this sadness and, and sorrow. So we see all of this craziness in all of these families right here in the Bible. Now know what you're thinking. You're thinking like, look, if all the Bible families are crazy, then what hope does my crazy family have? Come on, how many of you got some crazy family? There's craziness in everybody's family. How many of you at least have one, I mean, really crazy person in your family? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Okay, now if you're not raising your hand, you the crazy one, you the crazy one. And your family, hey, look, the truth will set you free. I'm just trying to help you out here today. So you, my man, I mean, my family's crazy. The Bible family, crazy. But I want you to know this, that in the Bible, there's also great stories of redemption in family. And we could go back to Joseph, how he returns to his family. And God heals everything and blesses them so much more than in the beginning. Of course, when we go to the New Testament, we're all familiar with the story of the prodigal son. The pain that that father had in losing his son. But then the great story of redemption with the son coming back. So many stories in the Bible about redemption and families coming back together. And then, of course, we can all relate to to our our story with God. The the, the story of the gospel, the story of Jesus is God bringing us back again to his family. We're the bride of Christ. We are who Jesus is married. And one day we're all going to be in God's family with everything healed, redeemed, and Restored. So the Bible is full of great hope, but we're right now, we're not in heaven yet. We're living in today's world with all of the the issues and all of the things that families are facing today. So what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? The culture's against us. Everything is against the family today. Everything is against the marriage today. What are we gonna do? I've got good news for you because I'm gonna introduce you to a person. He is an amazing family counselor. I'm gonna introduce you to a person that can turn any situation around in your family. I'm gonna introduce you to a person, when he came on the scene, he totally revolutionized what marriage and family even meant. I'm gonna introduce you to a person In the context of your family, a person, when he came on the scene, he elevated marriage to a whole new dimension. He elevated women to a whole new dimension. He elevated children to a whole new dimension. He brought the family dynamic into a whole new realm as it ties into God's destiny and into God's plan. That no longer is family just about a procreation and and social environment, but family is so much more. Family is the place where you can experience the glory of God. Family is the place where you can experience the greatest blessings of God. Family is a place that has to do with God's design and God's destiny for your life. This person is going to make all things possible in your family. And you know who he is? His name is Jesus. And when Jesus, and what Jesus is saying is this, look, if you will dig deep And if you will make me your foundation, I will take your family to a whole nother level and what seems impossible in the natural, I will make possible. But you've got to, Jesus says, you've got to make me the foundation. Now, when when something is your foundation, what? That's what you're building on. We're not building on what the world says. We're not building on what TV shows say. We're not building on what the secular says. We're building on what the sacred says. And that is Jesus Christ. And he says, if I'm your foundation, but watch this. I'm your foundation, but you got to dig deep. You've got to dig deep. So many people today and Christians, they're going around. And yeah, they're doing some digging with their family, but you know what? It's like they got a garden shovel and a little rake. Doing a little garden maintenance. cutting a, Snipping a few weeds here and there. Listen, if you... If, if, if you want your house to be strong, your marriage, your family, your kids, you have got to dig deep. You know what we're gonna do over the next five weeks? We're gonna get the little garden shovels and the little rakes out of your hands. We're gonna bring some bulldozers into your family. We're gonna bring the heavy equipment into your family. We're gonna empower you and teach you and together we are gonna dig deep. You know, that's why in our church, our mission statement, Matthew, uh, off of Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything that you need will be added unto you. Our mission, we are we are uh, leading people to experience a God first life. That's all about family. what the, Seek first the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Where the rule and reign of Jesus is established. That is Jesus's family. When you come to Christ, your first decision and understanding that you have to realize is this. Now God's family is my primary family. God's family is my primary family. So just like with a natural family, your natural family has customs and expectations and boundaries and principles and things like that. It's the same way in God's family. Now I have a heavenly father, I'm in God's family. What are the expectations? What are the healthy boundaries? How am I supposed to build my natural family now that I'm in God's family? And that's what we're gonna look at as well over the next few weeks, but Jesus imparted these revolutionary concepts for marriage and family. And that's why when you get into the new Testament, man, there's all this language. If I had time, I could show you the history of Rome and what was going on back in these days. But the language about how, how kids like when Jesus said, let the little children come unto me for such is the kingdom of God, the people of that culture would have been like, what? These are kids, man, out of the way. They're not in not important it 's just the men when the apostle Paul said things about the equality of men and women in reference to the kingdom of God, although their roles are different, they have equal value this was like this was like ground shadow. this was a revolutionary mindset back then, and the way they gave the, the purpose of the family and things like that and so let 's just look at some of these revolutionary ideals that God sets for us about marriage and family let 's look at these ones in And there's several of them. I'm just going to bring out a couple here today. Look at Ephesians chapter five, verse 21 to 25. He says, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Now, I know what some of you ladies are thinking. Like, yes, oh, that's great. Like, that's a great ideal. I gotcha, man, yeah, like dreamland. Yeah, right, but listen, are, are you serious? You, you want me to submit to that guy? There's a, you don 't understand what he does you don 't understand how he acts there, there's i mean the submit in our culture now this submit word it's it 's like the s word it 's like a cuss word man when we talk about submission watch this you 're you're, you're being subbed to the mission you're not just it 's not just to your husband it 's to God so that you can express the purpose and glory of God as it reflects Christ and the church and our culture's constantly pumping things in us man i mean I'm, i mean So many shows now, whether it's a commercial, whether it's a sitcom, whether, you know, I watch all the time these these house designing shows with these couples. So many times it's like they make the husband look so stupid, so lazy so disconnected, and then the wife is all like sharp, has it all together, you know what I'm saying? And you know, the couple goes in the house, you like this house? And the husband's kind of, they're trying to show him back, they're like, E-e-e-e-e. give me a beer, E-e-e-e. and the wife's up there, we want this, we want that, and it's almost like the wife would say, like, you know, if she could just be honest, she'd look at the camera and be like, my husband is so stupid. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna lock him in the garage for the rest of the day so we can make all the decisions and get on with this thing. Have you ever noticed that? The shows now, they're making the day. It the used to be Father Knows Best. Now it's Father's an idiot. Dad's disconnected. Dad's lazy. Dad doesn't know what's going on. Husbands, I wanna tell you this. Listen, that is not true. And that is not the man that God's designed you to be. And while it's like this, your husband not, might not be all that right now, but I'm just telling you, if you're gonna build your marriage on the rock where it can last, we need to understand that in God's kingdom, this is the ideal. This is the ideal. It might not be real for you right now, but this is the ideal. Now let's look what it says to the husbands. Look what it says. It says, verse 25, it says, for husbands. This means love your wives. Look at this one. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for you. Some of your husbands are thinking like, what? So will you expect me like to love my wife? Like Jesus loves us. So, <laughs> Stovall, listen, man. I am doing everything that I can just to survive with that woman. You don't know what I'm dealing with, man. You don't know what it's like, you know, coming, honey. You know, listen, 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 right now that like, how can I love my uh, wife like Christ loved the church? I mean, how, how is that even possible, man? I mean, I'm giving her everything I possibly can right now. And it's still not enough. I mean, what, what does God expect? Now, listen, watch, watch. I know what the world's telling you, I know on the surface how hard that that seems. But if you're gonna experience the blessing and the power of marriage, that is the ideal. It's not the real in your life right now, but that is the ideal. Look what it says about kids, look, children obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. I mean, come on, Stubble, do you see what kids are doing today? Do you see what the media is pumping in kids? Like, do we really expect like our kids to obey us all the time? Do we really, can you really expect our kids to listen to what we say? I mean, this whole honoring your father and mom, I mean, isn't that kind of outdated, man? I mean, if my kids just don't, you know, go crazy, like, like that's good enough for me. Listen, I know what's going on in the world. I know what the culture is doing, but that is the ideal. And that, what, that is what Jesus has for you. I could speak, there's so many scriptures on sexual purity and keeping yourself sexually pure. And if you're you're married, saving yourself until you uh, get married. And I know what cultures think, man, that's crazy. That's outdated. I mean, do they really like have have no sexual uh, encounters or experiences until I get married? I might not get married until I'm 30. I mean, that, that seems impossible. I know it seems hard. I know the world is telling you the opposite but I'm not here to tell you what the world tells you. Let, let me, let's just take a time out here. How's that working for everybody? How's the world's thing with kids and with marriage and with husbands and with wives? How, how's that working right now? How's it working with, uh, with um, you know, just, just express yourself, just be sexual to anything. How, how's that working for you? Listen to me, this generation is marinating in pornography. And we are gonna see massive destruction unless the church says, you know what? It might not be the reality in my life right now, but I know what God's word says. And I'm not just gonna go the way of the world and how we're celebrating brokenness. I mean, there's shows about mistresses, devious maids. What in the world is that? All of the shows and the way that they're promoting sexuality and affairs and adultery and kids just doing what they want and talking back to parents. And, how's that working? Do you think maybe God knows what he's talking about when it comes to marriage and family? So what are we going to do? I know what some of you think, especially if you're new to church, you're thinking, Stovall, like, like really? I mean, those, those scriptures, and that's not even all of them. Those scriptures, I mean, wives submitting to husbands, husbands loving their wives like Christ loved the church. All these obedient kids that listen to their parents and then honor their parents, and they're not disrespectful, staying sexually pure uh, until marriage. Like All these things, like Stovall, I will agree. These are, these are lofty ideals. It's a lofty ideal, but it's not the real. In the real world, that, it, it can't be done. Like in my real world, it's, that is like the, the opposite of what I'm experiencing right now. So what are we gonna do? We've seen God's ideals this is the standard for marriage. This is the standard. And those scriptures I read you, they are loaded with powerful life-giving truth that we're gonna unpack over the next few weeks. But you know, yeah, that's the ideal, but Stovall, that's not the real. That's not the real world. This is what I'm dealing with with my wife. This is what I'm dealing with with my kids. This is the brokenness in our home. You don't know where I come from. You don't know where I'm like. And, and, And Stovall, come on, man, life is too busy. I mean, both parents are working. We cannot, I mean, it just, with social media and the internet and all the stuff that they're pumping into our kids, it's too busy, it's too complicated, it's too hard. That is old fashioned. It's not gonna work that I can't match my real with God's ideal. So church, my question for us today is this, what are we gonna do with this gap between the ideal and between the real? What are we gonna do with this gap between God's idea and your real with what you are experiencing right now? Here's the good news, you know what? God has already filled the gap with what he's responsible for. You know what it's called? It's called the grace. It is called the grace of God. You know what the grace of God is? The grace of God, listen, I know you're not there yet, but you know what? God's grace fills that gap. From God. Listen, God forgives you. God is for you. God understands where that you are. God has a purpose for you. He's got a design. God's grace fills the gap. He's not sp- expecting you to be perfect. He's just expecting you to trust Him. He's, He's given you the grace of God. Do you see what I'm saying? Watch this. If, if marriage and family and raising a, a, a powerful, you know, healthy, godly family, if that was easy, you wouldn't need the grace of God. God's given us his grace so that we can do what he's called us to do. So God's done his part with grace. But now what are we gonna do with our, our part? How are you gonna fill that gap? Well, you really got Two choices. And I can relate to some of you here today with this first choice. How many golfers do I have? Come on, all of our locations, how many golfers do I have? And the odds got some golfers out there. You know what we golfers do when we're on a hole and like we've made so many mistakes, we've messed up so bad, we've taken so many shots. What sometimes what golfers will do, they'll just pick up the ball. In other words, they quit the hole. How many of you golfers know what I'm talking about? And you know what you write on your scorecard? When you just pick up on a hole, you've made too many mistakes, too many mess ups. This hole is too hard. You know what you write on your scorecard? You just put a big X. Come on, how many golfers done put some X's on those scorecards a few times? You know what X represents? I give up. It's too hard. It's too painful. I can't deal with it. I'm putting X on my scorecard. I give up. Church, let me ask you this. Is that gonna be our response? Just because of what the world says and the media's doing and everything going on, are we just gonna say, all it's too hard? We give up, forget God, forget Christ, and forget the family. I'm putting an X in that gap because it's too hard. I give up, we're gonna give up? Or are we gonna fill this gap? with some faith and with some hope and with some love? Are we going to say no? If what is at stake is too important, it's too sacred, it's too precious and if we can get the home right, we can see the biggest revival and come back to God that the church has ever seen. I'm asking you church if you will fill in this gap. I'm going to give you a a sign. I'm going to show you this. You know what this is? Look, it's an arrow. You've, you've seen it before. It's pointing up to the God first life. You know what this represents? I see God's ideal. I'm not experiencing it right now in my real but you know what? God's done his part with the grace of God. So I'm gonna do my part with, some, part with some faith, hope, and love. I'm gonna believe God. And look, I'm gonna fill this gap. You know what? I'm gonna start being intentional in my family. I'm gonna dig deep. I'm going to the foundation of Jesus. And you know what? I'm not gonna reduce God's ideal to my real. I'm gonna elevate my real to God's ideal. Oh, come on, give God a hand for that. So today, as we kick off this series, that, that's my question, church. How are you gonna fill the gap? You're gonna, you're gonna just put an X? You're just gonna give up like the world's done? Or are you going to say, no, man, I've got the grace of God. I've got got the foundation of Jesus. I'm going to get intentional. I'm going to dig deep, man. I'm pointing my arrow and I'm going to raise my reel to God's ideal. Come on. Can you give God a hand for that? I promise you this, no matter where your reel is, if you will say, Stovall, I'm saying yes to God's ideal And I'm saying yes to intentionality. Watch this. Good families are no accident. Where you are in life today is no accident. You don't, you know, good churches are no accident. You know, good companies are no accident. Good families are no accident. All it takes is intentionality. But watch this. It is dedication. It's not just a little dig. What did Jesus say? You've got to what? Dig deep. And over these next four weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to bring you the tools. We're going to bring you the heavy equipment so that you can dig deep. And you know what? As you fill that gap with intentionality, as you draw near to God, what does the Bible say? He's going to draw near to you. And you're going to start experiencing the grace of God in your home, the grace of God in your kids, the grace of God in your marriage, the grace of God in other family relationships. Kids are going to come back to God. Uh, 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 Husbands and wives are going to forgive one another. If you're a single and you've been out sleeping around and all that stuff, listen, the blood of Jesus washes you clean and you're going to get, man, a new passion for God and understand the power of keeping yourself sexually pure until marriage. I'm telling you, God is gonna come down and we are gonna see the greatest move of God in our families and marriages and relationships that we have ever seen before. But I need you to dig deep. I need you to fill that gap with the right thing and don't give up. Because remember, good families are no accident. Father, we thank you for your word. God, I pray for every single person in our congregation right now at all times. Of our campuses. God, I just pray right now, no matter what our current real is, Lord, we're gonna fill the fill the gap that's our real and your ideal. God, we are gonna fill that with intentionality. We are gonna fill that with faith. Thank you for the grace of God. We don't have to be perfect, Lord. We're gonna make mistakes. But God, we say yes to your idea of family and to have a blessed and happy home. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Our prayer is that it will help you to live a God-first life. For more information about Celebration Church and other available resources, please visit our website at www.celebration.org.